look, if you want something from an investment angle, if you can get something for a decent price in a beachfront location, that's never going to change. Which developments would you say are hot in, on the coast these days, whether they be new or, or existing yeah. ones with lots of different phases? Oh, my word. You know, it depends on what you want. And we have, again, what never ceases to amaze me is the, the, the difference that, that clients have in terms of what they're looking for. Some people, it has to be beachfront. Some people, it has to be walking distance to amenity. Some people, it has to be amazing sea view. Some people, it has to be big terraces. You know, and there's hundreds of new developments and there's thousands of, of what I call resale developments, which are, you know, um, developments that have been built over the last 20 years that, that stand the test of time. I think if, I think what I've noticed over the last couple of years is people looking more towards the resort style environment. So they want a few facilities on site, almost like the American model where you, you turn up, you have 24 hour security, you know, the guy at the gate kind of welcoming you in. And you have pools and you have gardens and you have maybe a spa on site, a gymnasium, maybe a co-working space, uh, maybe a kids club. And we've seen quite a few examples of that over the last few years. One is uh, Higuron West, which I think was probably one of the fastest uh, selling resorts. And we're actually waiting for new stock to be released there. We have people who are signing contracts now uh, who actually took the plunge to invest there about 12 months ago, but there was no building license. So they, what's happened, which does happen on very successful multi-phase developments, is that the promoter to, to keep up with, with demand has to release new stock, but they have, they have to release new stock that doesn't have a license yet because demand has overtaken supply. That can cause problems, of course. And the main thing for buyers in that situation is to make sure that no money is given to the developer, that it's given to your lawyer to secure the unit, but that the the money doesn't go to the developer until they have the the license in place, which means they can get the bank guarantees to protect your your funds. But it means you've got a long wait because you might you might be uh, reserving something even a year before the the license is granted, and then you've got a two year wait for the thing to be built. So you're looking at a three a three year cycle now. The good thing for investors like that, and we have a few of them who are in that position, the good news is that you're benefiting from natural price increases. So you might have invested a year ago, but the prices have been going up during that time. So you're benefiting from that. If you want to come and you know sell in, in even mid-construction or at the end, chances are you're going to be turning a little bit of a profit there. So the, if you're not in a hurry to get the keys, mm-hmm. And you have time, and, and you're not worried about waiting. Then you can get something that is the the perfect, the best units in a, in a new development yeah. at at the launch price, which normally, is particularly the very first phase that gets launched, is launched below market what they think the market value will be. Is that sound accurate? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, a very well known developer, Taylor Wimpy, for instance, who specialised in the UK and also in um, in mainland Spain and also the um, the the Balearic Islands. They, they've been doing this for years and they always release at the lowest possible price, almost not a lost leader, I'm sure, but to get the interest going. And then they will just steadily increase the, uh, increase the prices as construction takes place. And they're very honest and open about that. You know, they'll say, well, you know, if you invest on day one, you're going to get a better price than somebody who invests on day 100. And so everyone knows where they stand. And you know it's a bit like buying buying tickets for a flight, isn't it? The earlier you get in there, the cheaper the price you pay. If you're gonna if you're gonna book a flight for tomorrow, you're gonna pay more than someone who did six months ago. So we have uh, Eagle on West. Any others that that uh, come to mind? 
Yeah, so Higuain West is great for people who want to be close to the airport because it's 20 minutes away from, from Malaga Airport. So it's very easy and they've got lots of facilities on site. They've got a good spa, gym, hotel, nice restaurants, and you've got a little shuttle service down to the, the beach. To compete with that, you've got places like Palo Alto, where we've also sold, which is more Marbella-centric, I would say. It was just sits above the, the town of Marbella, um, a little bit more countryfied, if you like. So you've got rolling hills around you. But that's um, technically in, in, the, in the municipality of Ojen, isn't it? It which is, is so which is above Marbella. That's right. So for people who know Marbella, who know La Cañada Shopping Centre, which is the main shopping mall above Marbella, just north of that, you enter you enter Ojen. So it's, yeah, because the, one of the problems, of course, in Marbella over the last 10, 15 years has been building anything because of the, the licensing issues and the restrictions on that. So a developer who can find a bit of land in Ojen, call it Marbella, because uh, it's literally two minutes down the road, then you know, you're know you onto a bit of a winner because it's going to be much easier to build that out. And then I suppose the third project that competes in terms of size and scale and amenities would be somewhere like Real de la Quinta, who again have run out of stock. You know, Real de la Quinta released two apartment developments. They released uh, Olivos and Kerkus, nothing available. And they're actually waiting now to release the next project. So all they have at the moment is uh, they have some plots and they have some villas that, you know, like bespoke design villas. Uh, but they have nothing to offer people who have, say, 500,000 to a million, nothing at all at the moment. And we have people who are waiting for that. But again, that's going to be a wait. Even though it's in Ben Avis, we haven't got the same big delays that you would find in Marbella. You know, it still means that you know, the project's got to be formulated and scoped and then built. What about in Marbella itself? If, some, if, if a buyer was uh, dead on having something in the municipality of Marbella itself, is there any uh, developments that pop in? popped your head there yeah there are there are some good there are some good developments it's just not many of them because of the the restrictions and of course because there's not many of them and because land is so expensive in Marbella they're not cheap I went to a presentation by a promoter called Prime Invest a few weeks ago for a project which is actually next to uh, El, El Rosario and Las Chapas that kind of area beach beach front oh, on the east of Marbella Exactly. You've got you've got beaches, then you've got sand dunes, and then you've got the development. So a lovely location, nice nice beaches there. And it's a project called Dunique. And I went along, they didn't tell us much about it. Uh, and I actually had a client in mind for it who had a budget of a million. And I thought this is, you know, they just sold their villa in the in the villa development next door. They wanted a down downsize to an apartment. They'd sold their, their villa for a couple of million and they wanted something for a million. And I went along to the presentation with my colleague and it was all very lovely. And yeah, look at this. And then, you know, they, and they kept the prices back. And I thought, oh, you know, what's, what's, what's going on here? And they kept, you know, telling us how amazing the project was. And look at this, look at the design, look at the, and everyone was just like, how much are they going to be? You know, we're on the phone, we've got clients here. And uh, yeah, I think it was like 2 million plus. And it was like, oh, okay. So effectively my clients would be swapping a, an amazing villa that they had for uh, an apartment or a townhouse it's not going to work so you know i'm sure it'll be successful because of its location but it was just a bit disappointing that the starting prices were so high now that may be because the land is so expensive anyway you know obviously if you have a, a piece of land that has been owned for many many years and then you start building now then you've got more margin to play with and you can offer offer it but so it depends on how much the land costs how greedy let's be honest how greedy the developer is and also, obviously, the final spec of the of, of the project, but yeah, it was it was a bit of a shock. It, it felt a bit toppy, but I might be proved wrong. Do you think that the the situation with Marbella East that maybe the people are bidding on the fact that not only is the west very saturated all the way into the New Gold of Malo, but in the east you have several very uh, 
high profile hotel developments, branded residence developments coming yeah. into the east yeah. that may just bring up the prices of the of real estate in that in that area. I think so. So you've got W, you've got Four Seasons, you've got oh, a couple of others, aren't there? Uh, that are all going in there. And I, I think that the difference with Marbella East is there's hardly any new stock. Marbella West and down towards Estepona, it's a slightly different ball game because that was developed uh, later on. Um, so there is there is a little bit more new development. In Marbella East, there's, there's not a lot. So it means that anything that does get through the, the license process and, and is launched is going to be attractive because it's it's one of a very few number of new developments, which again, like I said earlier, is what people actually actually want. And you know what? The thing about it is they're not making any more beach. So, you know, that's the, 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 the key thing. And that's why beachfront stock is always valuable. And that's why I always say to clients, look, if you want something from an investment angle, if you can get something for a decent price in a beachfront location, that's never going to change. It's always going to be that beachfront location. You're not going to have something come and, come and be built in front of you and they ain't going to make any more beach. 